described. <clears throat> so go ahead and find a comfortable seated position. Find a posture that is comfortable in your body during this period. And I want you to go ahead and take a big breath in and release. One more big Sounds breath right. in and release. And one Sounds more time, right. one more big breath in. And I would like for you to bring your awareness to the space between your eyebrows, which is your penile gland, your vision center, and your third eye. This is all Sounds about right. what you see for yourself and how you see yourself. What do you see? What does it feel like in your body? Sounds right. What emotions and feelings do you feel, right? Do you get that tingly all over feeling? Do you get a sad feeling? Do you feel excitement? Does what you see for yourself make you feel convicted, right? Remember I said that conviction is not a bad thing. Conviction is alignment. Conviction is the, the speaker, the truth of what something is. Sounds right. Does your soul leap, right? Or do you not feel anything at all? When you say out loud or write down what you see for yourself, right. what do you feel? Are you intimidated? Do you feel timid? Or do you feel confident that what you're saying and what you're writing Sounds out right. is yours? Have you prepared your body for what you see for yourself? Sounds right. What are you holding on to that needs to be released so that space for what you're actually aligning with can come into you and into your life? When time allows, I want you to write out those things that are, that you are calling in, right? Calling into your life Sounds and right. embody them, right? As you envision something, you want to embody it within your body and write out what you see, every Sounds single right. detail, what it feels like. Does it feel like home to you? Or does it feel familiar from something that you've been stuck in or familiar as in you've been you've seen this before? Take a deep breath in and release. Take another deep breath in and release. 
and take one more big breath in and release. So welcome. Um, as I stated, today's episode is all about manifestation. Um, and I'm going to talk about my trip to Peru. Um, so I've been a little hush about it because it's been that sacred, right? I've posted some pictures and made some reels, but none of those things can really compare to not just, um, the time in Peru, but the, the, the journey to get there, right? Like, you can't appreciate something if you don't really appreciate the journey that it takes to get to that place or to get to that thing. Um, and also Peru was my first time out the country, y'all. I went big. Like I didn't, I didn't do nothing small. I went big, like I'm out of here. Um, so a lot of you know that I am a 200 hour registered yoga teacher. Um, I have a lot of other like certifications under that. Um, my, my certificate, my certification I did here in the U S um, the way I got into yoga is like another long story. Well, I talked about it some on the first episode. Um, but in 2019 literally right before the pandemic hit like I feel like I've been a yoga teacher forever but it's only been what like four years um so I the well the way I I even manifested that right was I ended up getting um I, I wrote out a program that was going to need yoga teachers. And at that time I was only practicing yoga. I wasn't a yoga teacher. Um, but through connection and just being point, like, you know, asking the right questions to the right people, I was directed to um, a studio here in, here in, in Jersey um, of a teacher who was very trauma sensitive and I was told to go to this particular teacher and take their class. Boom. So inquiring, like I'm, I'm a person that asks a lot of questions because when I feel something right, or I see something that's done, but I see it for myself in a different way, I'm going to ask questions to figure out how to get it done. Right? Like, if like the way, the way, the way I see things, I have to ask like questions. There's questions that generate within me for the how to, right. To, to, to satisfy the, I want to know part of me. Like, um, I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to ask you questions to death. Like if I want to figure something out, I'm going to ask you why, just like a toddler is always like, why, why, why that's me. Um, so long story short in that, like I got connected with a foundation of this yoga studio. Um, and I ended up talking to the studio owner at that time and we, you know, set up a meeting to talk and I was explaining to her, you know, what my program was. And she said to me, well, we're having teacher training. There's a scholarship open 
I'll put you in for it. I was just like, oh, okay. So I ended up getting a full scholarship for my first teacher training. Um, once I did it, like, psh, mind blown. I fell in love with this practice, with the teachings. Just it aligned, like, this it aligned so perfectly for me. Um, and then after a while, like networking with other people and, you know, even just some of the teachers that I sat under, um, a lot of people, like I started meeting a lot of people who said they did their 200 hour out of the country. And I was just like, oh, well, that's pretty dope. And I remember saying, I want my 300 hour and I'm going to do it out of the country. At this point, I had never been out the country. Didn't even know what country I was going to, right? But I knew that when I do my 300 hour, I was going to do it out the country, in another country. In that time, there was a 300 hour that I had applied for. Um, it wasn't out, like, they had options to go. They had, they had a 300, they had their 300 hour, excuse me, in um, other countries but it wasn't like it wasn't like I could go to that country and do it if that makes sense like it was like oh we do it here in the U.S. but we also do it in New Zealand and also at that time it was all virtual and I'm like if I'm gonna do something out of the country I'm not doing it virtual like that that just sounds ridiculous like I'm not gonna see people doing some like doing something in another country and I'm still sitting here and say, oh, I did my training in New Zealand or wherever it was, but I didn't actually go. Like, that makes no sense to me. So I didn't get into that training. At that, at that moment, I was kind of like, eh, okay. But again, like, I, I wanted to do it out the country. Like, I knew I would do my 300 hour out of the country. So um, fast forward to the pandemic. Um, the pandemic hit and <laughs> something was like, oh, you're going to Jamaica for the sun, like in the summer when the pandemic is still hot. So get your passport. And I ended up canceling the trip because I didn't get my passport when I was supposed to be going. So and then the numbers started going up again and I was like, nah. So I got my passport. Like that was the first step in even just me saying, "Oh, I'm I'm like I'm going to go out the country." Because that has always been a passion of mine also. Like I used to enjoy doing reports in school where we would like have to pick a country and you know, like do a project or something. Like that was that was cool to me because that was me like seeing something different. Right. But now it's like as an adult, like for years before I even got my passport, I kept saying, I want to go out the country. I want to go out the country. I want to see something different. Um, and anyone that knows, like being a single mom, it's not like that's not easy. And just life itself. I just wasn't in a space where um, my body or my my mind was even ready to do that but i knew it was something that i wanted to do so um fast forward again to now uh, some things had taken place in life and i was like you know what 
Uh, like I just I never stopped researching like 300 hour programs out of the country. I like I just I never stopped researching it. But what like led me to the one that I chose was um the fact that once I saw that it was Peru, something in me leaped. Like something in me leaped. And at this time, at this point, this was literally like, hmm, what month is this now? This is July. This had to be like March, April, April, March, April, something like that. Um, I was also taking a yin class, a virtual yin yoga class. And yin has been like my saving grace like I again will tell people that yoga has saved my life in many ways that I can't describe but yin has been what has helped me through um grief so I I like I have such a such a such a such a love for the yin practice and what it helps the body um, release and produce and sit through and go through and heal through um, that and restorative. And I remember laying on my mat and saying, like, I could, like, I could feel a prompting that said, this is what we're going to teach. And I was just like, oh, okay. So after that, I started looking at, like literally opened up, like once the class ended, opened up another browser and started typing again, yoga teaching certification out the country. So I like, by the time you guys hear this, I'm going to be in Costa Rica for a yin yoga teacher training. Um, the Peru teacher training was a 300 hour um, yoga and Ayurveda teacher training, um, and immersion. Right. And I knew once I saw, uh, the 300 hour, um, with Indra, shout out to Indra. I'm going to shout them out because I like lost for words for just the, the work that it took to even orchestrate this and do it over and over again. And just what this opportunity has done for my life. Like it's, that's a whole nother story. So, um, but like when I, when I saw this training, first of all, the fact that it was in Peru, like something just leaped in my stomach, both. And I was in a space where I need, like I was, I was on, I, like I needed another dish of, healing like I needed something that was going to completely allow me to wipe clean and be able to propel me where I needed to go and all I like all I could all I all I could physically remember was God telling me you go and I will meet you there because I heard nothing else from him like outside of, I need you to just take care of you. So this was me taking care of me, right? Outside of what I was going to learn, the two things that I, I, I said out loud was that, God, I need this experience to teach me 
and to heal me. I want to learn and I want to heal. And my God, <laughs> um, like my God. So it was a very, very sacred, very sacred experience. Um, and it was one that I didn't know I needed until I got it right. I, I had always knew that I was going out the country. I had always knew that um, once I got my 200 hour and started like really diving into this practice as a teacher that I would get my 300 hour out the country. And I, I, I wanted that experience because I feel like when you step out of home, right? When you step out of familiar territory, there's so much more that you learn so much more that you learn about yourself so much more that you can see that you can see back home right like it's a it's a weird um it's a weird vision thing right where it's like when you step away from home you either realize what you've taken for granted or what what needs to change right like what shifts need to happen and then you get to see like where you are in making that work happen like what is what is your role I discovered so much more about myself in Peru. Like, it's crazy that I manifested going on this trip as a yoga teacher, both and, like you can't really separate the yoga teacher from the person, right? That's like trying to separate a therapist from the person. There's some type of work that needs to be done for you to be able to teach and preach and do all these other things if you like when you're in the helping field when you're in leadership in any leadership um position to to pour into other people like you have to be witness to what you're talking about and be witness to what is like what you're asking other people to do so when i ask you guys to think about what you need to release trust and believe I've been thinking about what I needed to release for the last four years intentionally, intentionally thinking about that and doing it, right? You can't just think it, you have to do it. So um, I like the, the manifestation of also like going, right? So there was a time where when I was still living with my grandmother, I like, I remember this day, like really, really, really clear. I I used to use um, Aztec clay as like to wash my face or like to do a face mask, um, Aztec clay and apple cider vinegar. And one day I did a face mask and I felt a prompting in my, in my body say, now do your feet. And I was like, okay. And as I'm, as I'm like doing the clay mask on my feet, I'm like saying to myself, prepare your, prepare your feet for where you're going. You're preparing your feet for where you're going. You're preparing your feet for where you're going. And I kid you not, the minute I knew I was going to Peru, I couldn't wait for my feet to feel different soil. Like it's crazy. And this this um this behavior like when i was putting the mask on my feet was maybe like a good 3 years ago 
had to be like three years ago. And I just like all the time, I just remember, I just remember hearing, like remember myself saying, you're preparing your feet for where you're going. You're preparing your feet for where you're going. And that could have been anywhere, right? It could have been moving into my own place. It could have been a new job. It's it's all of those things, right? It's not one or the other. It's all of those things, right? So I prepared my body for this trip also. I also had to give myself permission to grow the courage to even just go, right? Because like I said, I, this is this was my first time out the country. I went all the way to Peru, my first time out the country. Uh, most people's first time out the country, well, I'm not going to say most people because I don't know most people. But like my first trip out the country should have should have been like, let's go to Puerto Rico or like some, you know, like a beach or something. Nah, like I've been to beaches in the States. Like Jersey has beaches. I've been to um, beaches in California. I've been to beaches in Florida. A beach is a beach at this point. Like I love the beach. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm going out the country, boo, I'm trying to see some stuff. I'm trying to like, I'm a hike, even though I don't, I don't hike here at home, but I'm a hike. I'm going to do it. Like all the things I want, all the things I want, all the things like all the things. So, um, Peru was very, 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 very healing, very healing healing to the point where um, I felt like I had no choice. Like I had no choice. I had no choice. It was like, so the same day our training started, I tested positive for COVID. I was the first one to test positive for COVID. And I think like at the, by the end of it, it was like nine of us that did. And I, 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 I managed to not get COVID for like the first two years that we've been in this pandemic, which is crazy to me, but not really. Um, because as I was reminded, I was being of service to my family and my job. Like I, I was needed and this was my time to just be with me and to need me right to really slow down and be still and release right like so COVID brought up a lot of its own things on top of um healing up just that deep healing that I needed to be able like a lot of deep-rooted things that I needed to be able to release and let me tell you to be I don't even know how many miles away. So I'm like, like I exact, I'm, I'm gonna, this is, you're gonna know it's an exaggeration. 18 million kajillion miles away from home with who are now no longer strangers to me. And like not be embarrassed to cry and scream cry the way I needed to. And 
like I, I, I discovered more of who I am and what I'm capable of in a room full of people who never knew anything about me. Like they didn't even, they've never 777. They've never even seen me practice. Mind you, I got COVID the first day, the first day. So I was out. I didn't, I didn't integrate with the group until like later on in the week. So like later on, like seven days later, literally seven days later. So the, the way like everybody just showed up for us, like just, I'm not even going to say just me, right? Like there was this group, I've never met a group of people like this before. Never met a group of people like this before. And one of the things that I prayed for was to be around like-minded people. Like I, I, I know I'm not normal, but I know that there's some normalcy to me. I wanted to be around people who, who like, who think like me, who build like me, who talk about yoga like me, who talks about spirituality like me, like who can hold conversations with me but we can also like come back into this realm and be people, right? Like we can go up into our heads, but we can also come back and be people. And I like, I have fallen in love with these people, like this group of people, like, and they live in all areas of the earth. And I've told, like, I, like, whatever it is they need from me, I got you. Like, I'm here. <laughs> I don't, like, I, I can't express it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how else to express anything else to them um, outside of, like, showing them love here. Because that's how, that's how like that's how deep this, this, this was like, and it was three weeks. So, you know, I missed a lot of bonding time with them. And sometimes I feel really upset about that both. And I also got what I asked God for. I asked for healing and I got that through getting COVID and then being able to reintegrate when it was time for me to and still get what I need, the learning and the healing. I got both, right? Because I learned more about myself. I learned more about how to be an effective teacher and community leader and advocate for the things that I'm called to do, right? And even a deeper, a deeper um, purpose that I love, right? And, and digging into spirituality, like what all that looks like. I met so many amazing people who also are business owners and just like community leaders as well. Like I, like I can't, again, like I've, I've been very secret, not, not secretive, but I haven't talked much out loud about this experience because there's not enough words and there's so many words. Like the pictures that I've posted don't do justice to 10% of what this training was. Like I can't, I, I can't even, um, I can't even, uh, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Um, so 
with that being said, because I don't want to sit on that experience for too long, um, today's episode is really going to dive into like what manifestation looks like, right? So it's <laughs> a lot of people see it as like, I love it because my pastor says it when you blab it and you grab it, you claim, you name it and you claim it. Like you just, you just throw it out there and you don't do nothing to go get it. Mm. Manifestation is work. Manifestation is work. It, it requires, um, it requires you to do work, right? Like I, like it, manifestation requires you to do some work. It's going to require you to show up to what it is that you want, right? A child doesn't, or no, like you don't go to work and like just sit around and get paid. I mean, some of you probably do, but realistically, right? The way work is set up, right you you have to you have to put in something to get something out right so in a little bit i am going to go through some little steps of what it takes to manifest so i will be right back Welcome back. So I wanted to give you just three like areas of what manifestation um, looks like, right? Everything has a practice. Um, nothing that we are given as far as like information is just something that we take in and just wait for it to happen. Like everything has a practice. All right. So um, I love definitions because within defining the word, you learn so much more about that word. That's like you meet somebody and they tell you their name, but you don't really know them or like what's like how they're defined or how they define themselves until you read into them, right? Until you get to know them. So, um, the definition that I have for manifestation is an event, action, or object that clearly, I underlined clearly, shows or embodies something. Embody. To embody something is to um, feel it, is to be one with it. That's... <laughs> 
that's that's what it is like that's that's the that's manifestation right that's how the work begins um the other side of that definition is also a symptom or sign of ailment so I've talked a lot already about um, just how when like things become unhealed, um, they like those behaviors stay stored into your body to the to the point where they borderline become your character, right? Like you'll react to something without second guess. It's like now you're it's now not even second nature. Like now it's nature, right? Um, if someone expresses anger through fighting all the time, they're not going to know that, oh, this isn't an environment where I shouldn't be fighting. It's just going to happen. Like it's, they've embodied, they've embodied, right? Embodied the behavior, right? So when we think about ailments and when we think about, uh, some of the not so good traits, right? How come we only see those as being what is embodied and not the not what positive possibilities there are when we embody something different? Hmm. So I have three main points um, when it comes to manifestation. The first one is, and, it, and it's all within what's called the law of attraction, right? So if you're constantly attracting people that you feel like you have to control, you're going to attract people who are in a space where they're not strong enough to stand up for themselves and say no, or like they're in this space where they're like learning to right and that's where the control will come in like that's where you'll be able to control that person that's where you'll be able to release whatever behaviors you've embodied that are not serving to you and that other person right so it's all law of attraction you think it you see it and you embody it okay you think it, you see it, and you embody it. This is also in alignment with negative things, right? So I'm not going to sit here and say that all bad things happen to us because we think of them like that would be really childish for me to say because I know that that's not true. That is I don't I don't even know who came up with that. Like I don't be- I, me, on this podcast, because it's my platform, do not believe that all things that we think of um, or all things, all bad things that happen to us are because of us. I do believe that within us, right, we attract people that are mirror image of, of something in us, right? Whatever is um, exuding the most energy within us, we end up attracting that. I do believe that. And I can look at 
areas of my life where I may have, where I may have attracted certain things that weren't, um, a f- like a full part of, like weren't fully me, right. But like a part of me that I haven't really healed or that I haven't mastered. Right. Um, you'll like, I've heard, well, I've, I've not only heard, I've also witnessed, right. That if you don't start looking at your relationship patterns, right. It's no longer the other person. It It's you, right. Because there's something within you that you need to heal that you haven't healed, that keeps attracting the same type of person over and over and over again. It's the same person, just a different face and a different name and a different body. It's the same lesson over and over again. But once you master the lesson and grow from that version of you, if you're manifesting a different version of a relationship, once you've mastered that old pattern, you can move into what you've manifested right? Because you've done the work and you've, you've like, it go like there's, 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 there's like two sides of that, right? So they run parallel to each other. Doing the work means building awareness of what your own patterns are, both and doing the work and saying this pattern no longer belongs to me. I am moving into a higher version of myself that, that wants love unconditionally and that will um thrive off of healthy communication vulnerable vulnerability like all these different things right because who you may have been is not manifesting what you actually want but you keep getting like this version of what you what your body is is used to so yeah <laughs> So with manifestation, right, it's like you can manifest positive things, you can manifest negative things, right? It's all in where you focus. It's all in where you allow your mind to gravitate towards. Are you going to allow it to constantly gravitate towards the negative thoughts or are you going to allow it to gravitate towards the positive thoughts, right? And not everything is going to be positive all the time. Not everything is going to be negative all the time, right? There's a balance in that. Um, it's all in how you speak, how you think, and how you see things, right? So it's also shifting your perspective of your right now. For a very long time, um, for a very long time. Like, so, th- and this goes into my first point, right? There's no time frame, but there's right timing, which is divine timing. For a very long time, there was this narrative that I was taught um, about being broke, right? Oh, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. And it only pertained to money, like finances of being broke, right? But as I continued to like do my, do my healing work and just learning more about myself, it was just like, well, I'm not, I'm not a broken person. And like, to be honest, like I always find money. I always find like money always comes to me. I like, I remember one time I was going to ShopRite, I think for my grandmother, cause I can't stand ShopRite. So it had to be for her. 
And I just seen like a dollar blowing in in the in the in the street. And there was like so many people around, but like nobody around. And I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna go pick this up. Like I'm notorious for finding money all over the place. Like I found a hundred dollar bill one time, like, and there was nobody around. Like, even if I wanted to say, excuse me, did this belong to you? There was like, no, anytime I have found money, there was literally no one else around for me to even say, does this belong to you? Or you dropped this or so like somewhere in like shifting my money mindset, I had to start with how I spoke to myself when I didn't have money, right? So, and there was a time where, like even as a a parent, where I wasn't working and I was doing like BA work, which is like very scarce, it's independent contract work. So I had to like make stuff shake and, you know, like I had to move stuff around like real funny, like, and, you know, I, like it's not a lot of money, but there that was the season where I had to speak to the things that I was manifesting. I was manifesting financial stability. I was manifesting my own place. I was manifesting my own place for me and my son. I was like, I was, I was manifesting um, income, streams of income coming in different ways. Like I was saying these things out loud even though my present situation at that time was like, uh, chick, where are you moving? Cause living anywhere up here in the North, like you gonna pay a grip for something. And it was like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't see it, but I could see it. Like if you, so if you get stuck in what your right now looks like, it's going to be just as hard to manifest it. Like I manifested moving out of my grandmother's house after being with her for 10 years and having my son there to having my own place. And once it happened, it's like, it's like, it just happened. Like I, like the first place I went to go look at, I got approved. Like it just, like it just happened. And like, it just, like it literally just fell in my lap. But I had been manifesting that. I had been speaking that into existence. I, but I also was also doing the work and allowing myself to, 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 to move in a way where, okay, I have to learn how to take care of things. I have to learn how to take care of my money. I have to learn how to like there was a there was a lot of different things I had to learn along the way and even like once I got into my space I had to learn how to manage it right so there's no time frame on when what you're what you're manifesting will come into existence right like scripture says faith without works is dead So you can believe all day long that something is going to happen for you. You can believe all day long that what you want is coming for you. Yet and still, are you doing the work to prepare yourself for it? Right. And a lot of that is body work. A lot of that is soul work. A lot of that is mental work. A lot of that is the physical work. Right. And We know that like going to work and making the money and saving the money or like we like that's we know we know that that's work. Right. Why do we forget about the mental work? Right. Because 
you can be sloppy and not take care of what you what you manifested, right? And end up right back where you came from. Like, do you want to do that, right? So you have to prepare yourself for what you are calling into your life. Like, you have to prepare yourself for what that looks like. Um, it's a lot of patience also. It's a lot of patience. Um, sick of being patient. I feel like patience, whew, learned a lot of it. Uh, yeah. So the next thing is, well, this moves me right into manifestation like part of part of what manifestation is is also realizing that what you're manifesting is requiring a certain version of you right so you're constantly working to be the best version of yourself there's never an ending to that um what you're calling in is also going to require like so there's no so let's say someone wants to be a business owner, right? You got to have like leadership skills. You got to be organized. You got to know that, okay, I don't have to go to a nine to five anymore where I'm like punching a clock, but I have to, I have to be up and I have to set a schedule for when I'm going to work on certain things, like all of that, right? Like it's like, there's a lot of, there's extra dedication and care to what it is that you're building that like to 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 step into that is going to require a version of you that you're preparing before you move into that right so how do you manage your time now do you set a time set aside a time for you to work on your marketing for your business now while you still have your 9 to 5 or while you're not working a nine to five, let's just start there, right? Because there was also in that same season where I was learning how to, I, y'all, I just, I'm, 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 mm, excuse me, but I'm like, I'm really sitting in what I've prayed for and what I've manifested. Huh, look at that. Um, But there is, there, there was a season where, my son was in, he was in Head Start. Like he was, he was, it was a year before he was going to kindergarten and I didn't have a job. And every single day I knew, I, like this is when I started working on, I was, this is when I was in teacher training, my 200 hour and was working on a mentoring program and was just like, I was like adamant to like get it in schools and like all these, I say, God, if this is it, then like, this is, I'm just, this is the work. I'm just going to keep my faith in like, this is the work. Right. And every single morning when I dropped my son off at school, I never went back home till it was time to pick him up. Why? Because I knew that if I went back home, I was either going to be sitting around watching TV or something on my tablet. I was going to sleep. I was going to like, my grandmother was going to ask me to like, I needed to, I, I like, like there was a hunger for something. There was a hunger that I had. I had embodied 
what it is that I was putting out into the, into the world, what I was creating. I was embodying something different. I wasn't getting up and dropping my son off and going to nine to five. I went back to Victoria's Secret when he started and then I quit because I couldn't do that no more. Like, I'm, mm-mm, mm-mm. It ain't enough like discounts on pink and bras and underwear that that was going to allow me to stay there for past them three months. Like I went October, November, December, January one, I gave them my keys and was like, I can't do this no more. It is what it is. In that season though, I didn't like, I, I kid you not, I would get my son ready for school. I would drop him off and I would either go to Starbucks or Panera and sit there all day writing proposals, writing business plans, researching, finding grants, find like whatever it was that was going to help push, push what I, push what I was um, building and creating forward or just educate myself on what that all needed to look like. I was going to yoga classes, right? Because that's part of me embodying my practice and the practice so that when I'm teaching, I'm teaching from an authentic place, right? Even with business building, when I start help, when I'm, when I'm helping other women build their business, I'm coming from an authentic place. When I'm helping other women heal, I'm coming from an authentic place, right? So I, like I, I, in a, in a, in a tight, tough season, where all I could see was what was right in front of me, which was whatever curriculum I was creating or whatever, like even just just playing with making flyers, just I was in a zone to learn what it is I needed to learn to do so that I didn't have to outsource until I was ready to outsource what I needed to outsource, right? So I was, I was prepping and preparing. I was embodying a version of me that hadn't arrived yet, right? I was, I was, I was getting my, my internal clock prepared for something different. There's a scripture where... Um, in the Bible where like God talks about how you, you're not ready for the meat. So it keeps you on milk, right? When you're not ready, it's going to show. It's going to show. There's a difference between being prepared for what you still might not know is like coming and just not being ready, right? Like no matter how prepared you are, no matter how ready you think you are, like something is still, like it's still, it's still a new experience, right? Anything new is still going to have its bumps, both and there's a character within you that has to be built. And that character reflects on the outside, right? So as you're in, as you're in your present state, as you're in your present um, place, right? Wh- whatever that hardship is right now, whatever that space is right now that you're in, that doesn't look like what you keep seeing for yourself, 
you have to keep speaking to that that vision that you have that third eye vision what you see internally it will show up externally but when you're not ready you're going to stay right in that space until you've mastered that space until you've mastered whatever lesson is there that you need to master and the third thing is releasing outdated speech thoughts and behaviors right so a lot of how we talk to ourselves and what we say it it, like that matters right that matters in how you manifest something so if you notice like i I, well, well, no, you don't notice because I don't, I mean, you might, I don't even know if I've said it or done it on here thus far and it's only episode three. Um, but I've had to intentionally like stop saying I, oh, well, you know, if it happens, no, like I'm claiming it because I'm working towards it when I, right. So for a very long time, like even on my website, I didn't like, I was, I was timid of like putting out that I'm a healer and a teacher and a mentor and a coach because at that point, like I hadn't really had anybody. I hadn't had any clients. And then something shifted in me and was like, girl, but that's who you are. That's what you enjoy doing. This is what you're meant to do. So you have to be bold in how you talk to, to the vision that you see for yourself, right? Even when you're manifesting like a thing for you, you have to also manifest the you for that thing. I'm going to say it one more time. Even when you're manifesting a thing for you, you have to also manifest you for that thing, right? So even just as much as like, envisioning a version of you that is stewarding stewarding that business stewarding the finances saving the money right taking care of the car taking care of the house right it's nice to envision us having the house and having these things right but stewarding that experience stewarding that 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 you are manifesting Right. Like that's I think I think that's what people miss is like, oh, who I am right now is capable of having what I keep seeing for myself. Then why don't you have it now? I'll wait. Why don't you have it now? Hmm. Why don't you have it now? If if the if the you right now is very capable of stewarding and having and managing and overseeing what it is that you keep seeing, then why don't you have it right now? Are you being honest with yourself about how you speak to it, how you um, have been working towards it, how you're stewarding your time now? Are you doing the things that need to be done to be able to do them a hundredfold when you get to what it is that you're manifesting, right? What are the behaviors that you're engaging in now 
that might be keeping you. So everybody, every, like every, everything is not for everybody. And some of the things that some other bodies do are not meant for you to do because they're going to hinder you from doing what you're called to do. What you're called to do and what you're meant to do are never far apart from each other. Like your purpose and your calling are never that far apart from each other. You can be in the way of it though. Right? There's a higher version of us waiting all the time. All the time. But there is work that we have to do to get to that person. So the first of the year, every year... um, call me childish, but I love it. And it works for me. I do a vision board. And let me tell you, I'm looking at my vision board right now, even like to someone else's eye, it can look like a lot and, and cause like anxiety to me. It's exactly what it is that I've already been seeing unfold. So like, even like the trip to Peru, I don't have Peru on my board. But I have like five other countries up there and well, uh, three other countries up there, but then like a lot of India up there because that's where, um, that's where yoga originated from a lot of like culture, right? One of the reasons why I want to travel is to embrace culture, the authenticity of culture, this is a whole nother podcast, but this whole melting pot thing in America is literally what that sounds like. A melted pot where they're trying to make all of us one thing. I love the richness in the authenticity of the history and the culture of other places. So like for Peru to be the first place I went, say less please say less. Like it only gets better from there. Only gets better from there. Even down to like, I was clipping out clothes and putting them on there because I knew I wanted like my wardrobe to change. I knew it was changing. Like whatever space I was in, I went back to a store that I used to love when I was in college. And I was like, oh, this actually fits me now. Like this style fits me now. Whereas when I was in college, I was trying to, to move into somebody that I wasn't quite ready to be yet, but I still was able to find things that fit who I was then, right? And we're not talking about fit as in size, we're talking about fit as in character and personality and personhood, right? And just who I was in that space. Um, so even like that, like there's a pink suit on my... <laughs> on my vision board and without even like really realizing it, I ended up buying a pink suit. And then I just like one day for a photo shoot I was doing, I was like, oh, 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 all right, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so even like, and then like, there's a merge of, um, just all of my travel pictures and a lot of yoga, um, on my board, on my vision board. And I'm traveling. I will, I traveled to Peru for a yoga trip and a healing trip and I'm headed to Costa Rica for another yoga trip. So I like, I've 
to say that I'm <laughs> not putting in the work for what I see, like the vision is always there. The vision is always there. When it aligns with your soul, you have to speak different. You have to say different things. You have to move different, right? Because there is an alignment of something and it's, the alignment is saying, okay, this is true. This is true within us. This is true within what we see for ourselves. But we have to move some things out the way. And I had to move some things out the way in order for this to be manifested. And if I didn't move those things out the way, I don't know if those things would have happened. If these trips would have happened, these trips would not have happened if I didn't move certain things out the way. Yeah. Yeah. So even like your speech, um, how do you like, like, how do you see yourself even now, right? Like in your season of hardship and in your season of just not being where you desire to be, how are you talking to yourself? Because that also matters, right? So a man uh, thinketh, so is he. So if you think that you're broke, baby, you're probably broke. You're a lot like you're going to manifest being broke. You're going to manifest brokenness. You're going to manifest like lack of abundance. Do you see yourself as abundant? Right. Anytime like I get into these slumps where it's like, oh, my God, I have no money. And I'm like, nope, it's just like I have all my needs met for today. Everything else that I need and then some will come to me. It will come to me. I will always reside in the overflow. I will never lack because I am not of lack. I am abundant. So I will always be abundant. You have to change how you think about yourself because how you think about yourself is how you're going to speak to yourself. If you recall last episode, that was the meditation, right? Would you like the way we, the way we speak to ourselves and how we speak to other people, like what, like why do we allow ourselves to, to speak to ourselves in a way that puts us down or makes us smaller, right? We're not perfect. Nobody is. That doesn't give us permission to down ourselves, right? But again, like last episode also, it's also narratives, right? So check your narratives because your narratives can be getting in the way of what you're manifesting also, right? Whatever narratives you were given could be affecting also how you see yourself, right? So my therapist, I love her. She gives me homework and I also ask for it. So yeah, I'm that client. Um, she gave me homework one time about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. She knows I'm a nerd. And she wanted me to just see like how my family played into that, into Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Of course, I didn't stop at the self-actualization part, which the self-actualization part is very important because that's how you see yourself and your desire to become the most that you can be, right? That's your throat chakra, how you talk to yourself right? How you speak out those desires, how you speak out loud, like how you speak to the things that you're, that you're, that you're praying for, the things that you're desiring, but also how you see them, how you see yourself, right? 
it like I ended up finding an expansion of the the of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So self actualization needs is a person's potential, self uh, fulfillment, seeking personal growth, peak experiences, the desire to accomplish everything you can and to become the most you can. But then it goes into like the cognitive part, right? The knowledge and understanding, curiosity, exploration, need for um, uh, means and predictability, aesthetic needs, the appreciation, search for beauty, balance, form. Like these are all like like a lot higher than that self-actualization part. Like once you, once you, like once you uh, manifest what your higher self looks like, like do that work to get into your higher self, right? Now you're getting into this man of the manifestation of not only what you see within you, but bringing it into fruition and bringing it into reality, right? So there's a lot of work that you have to do to manifest what it is that you're desiring. Okay. You have to remember to be patient and to use your present situation as your space to call in what it is that you're calling in to do the work to shift your body's narrative and your brain's narrative and how you see yourself and your behaviors, right? during this time of hardship so that you can move into what you're praying for, what you're preparing your body for, right? You have to embody the shifts. You have to embody the new behaviors. You have to embody what this new version of you looks like, right? And we're really releasing the outdated language that you say to yourself and even just how you speak to your situation now, releasing the thoughts and releasing the behaviors and moving into what is needed of you for this next season, right? It's all about the law of attraction, y'all. The only way you're going to attract what it is that you want is embodying it. Right? You want love, you gotta love on you. You gotta embody it. My best friend tells me all the time, she's like, girl, I wish I had somebody to love me the way you love you, sis. I could say something right there, but I'm not. Sis, I, I love me so much. I love me so much that it makes it hard sometimes for other people to really love me the way that I love me. At least I see it like that, but um yeah you got like you got to embody it you have to embody it it doesn't just come to you right we're all mirror images of each other and what we see in the environments that we now have control of putting ourselves in where you go what you do and how you move defines you so in your journey to manifesting what you've been praying for, do the work because faith without works is dead.
It's dead squat. It don't mean nothing. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Let love in. And I love you for free. Namaste. Soundstripe. Soundstripe.